Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Elise. Welcome back to Poodle People, where we talk about all things poodles. Just a friendly reminder that we're not licensed veterinarians, professionals, or handlers. We're just poodle people. Hey, Elise. Hey, Karen. How's it going? It's great. How about you? Peachy keen. What's going on? Well, um, Lulu, who used to be called Ursula, has gone to her new home. Oh, very exciting. It was really quite sad. I got very attached to her at the end, but I'm really excited about the family that she's gone to. I think she's going to have a ton of fun playing with a bunch of kids and a big yard, and she'll have a really active lifestyle, which will suit her. Oh, that sounds like the dream team right there. That's awesome, Karen. I'm so happy for you and Lulu. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. She was a sweetie. Yeah. Did uh did the kids come with her their mom to come pick her up to meet her or did the mom surprise them with this? No, puppy? yeah, I got to meet them. Oh they, cool. Yeah, they had named her Lulu because um you know, I I had been calling her Ursula when I was thinking about keep, keeping her. So I had switched and started calling her Lulu and I knew that the kids were really excited about getting home from vacation and picking her up and they had already gotten her toys and stuff and her new family to play together and really just settle in oh that's so so exciting oh i'm so excited for them kids and puppies go together like pb and j that is awesome yeah i think she'll be a blast i think so too yeah especially like when you're kind of when you were describing her you know kind of growing up a little bit she seems like a bit of a fireball and i feel like that's They'll be fun. Those kids sound like they're in for it. And they're going to have a great time. Yes. She is tons of energy and um, really on the go. And um, I was surprised how attached I got to her. Um, but it, it really just, you know, you keep them for so long and you love them. And sometimes it gets a little bit tougher uh, to let them go. Yeah. Uh, well, and, you know, you spend time like teaching them new life skills. So you get to see them. Kind yeah of click click with stuff i know like with the potty training and it's a really big one with puppies yeah. at this age so you know when they're finally starting to understand like oh yeah we go outside you're like oh yes sweet relief yeah you know, clean the floors again it's gonna be great <laughs> and and she was really um you know when the house got quieter as puppies were leaving she was able to spend more time with me and was turning into a true love the Aww. The day that I um, that she left, I gave her a bath and groomed her. And while I was drying her, she just sat there with her head on my shoulder. Um, oh. It was so sweet. That is so um, cute. It was just darling. And I was oh. like, oh, and you're leaving today, little girl. Don't do this to me. Oh, that's... <laughs> oh. Man, that's really hard. I'm sorry. But also yeah. excited for you. I don't know. That's, yeah. that's a bit, yeah, That yeah. is the definition of bittersweet, I think. It is yes. such a mix emotion. Well, that's awesome. So what's been going on with you? Uh, as per usual, not a whole lot. Um, we've been kind of busy just doing life stuff. Um, Winnie went up to uh, Carl's family, has a, has a cabin in, about an hour and a half from here. So Winnie got to go up there 
for the afternoon last Friday and run around and do what dogs do, play in the dirt. And um, we kind of spent the whole weekend with his with his family. Uh, we went over to his mom's house and, you know, she got to run around and play with her Great Dane friend for a couple of days. And um, and this week was Halloween. So she went we went over there just to hang out, help pass out candy. And she had a great big time. Uh, barking at trick-or-treaters from the inside of the house <laughs> i bet with her with her 150 pound like little friend over here that also <laughs> barks at everything so you know those two they're kind of self-riling and then they just they just egg each other on so it is amusing for about five seconds and then you can't get them to shut up so it turns into kind of a whole screaming match with everybody dogs and people trying to get a hold of the yeah. situation um but the weather's cooling off here, finally. Uh, it's been in the 80s, which I feel like for the rest of the country is they're thinking like, oh, it's paradise. But keep in mind, we were in the middle triple digits all summer. So this is our this is our sweet reward for that. Yeah. Um, but we're it's starting to get, uh, but it's still daylight from like a good chunk of the day right now. And it's definitely starting to get a lot cooler and stay cooler for longer, especially in the mornings and in the evenings. Um, so we'll be able to start hiking the kind of late fall winter is like when dog sports kind of revive themselves in air in the southwest just because you know you're not gonna have a heat stroke from walking from the house to the car um but so we'll, we'll be doing some fast cats and stuff and you know really trying to get kind of back out there um and not have to just sit inside and or at the pool which i know people say like oh you spend all your time at the pool but Sometimes you would just like to go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> it would yeah. be nice. So we're looking forward to that. And we'll we'll probably head up north to uh, that cabin I mentioned earlier. Now that the seasons have kind of changed and it snows up there in the wintertime. So we try to spend like one snowy weekend up there if we can catch it just right. Um, so if that happens, we'll, we'll definitely try to do that. Winnie loves the snow. She likes, she likes to be cool and she likes the dark. Like she's into the wintertime thing. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of what we've got going on. Not a whole lot, but good things on the horizon. Good things to look forward to. Cool. Nice. Well, we've got, um, some really good guests, so let's get on into it. So tonight our guests are, um, Angel Carmona and Sydney Abel. Um, Lauren Pardo had planned to join us, but was unable. So, um, Sydney will be filling in a little bit about our topic tonight, which is service dog training. Um, Lauren, uh, sorry, Sydney, would you like to introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about you and your background with dogs? Yeah. So my name is Sydney. Uh, I'm in Arizona. I've been looking to um, get a service dog for probably about five years. Um, I have an autonomic condition that causes me to faint. So like a service dog for me would help like be able to alert to those episodes as well as help when those episodes are happening. Um, so I met Lauren through the service dog community. Um, many of my friends have dogs and have always been around service dogs in general um but this year it uh i was supposed to receive a service dog long story short short the um company i was supposed to go with ended up being fraudulent so i really oh. like lost hope <laughs> in my search for a service dog but luckily through lauren watch corner i was able to continue my journey and now we are 
raising a dog named Tank. Uh, he's being raised by Lauren Pardo in Orlando, Florida. Um, since I'm in Arizona, I frequently visit them. And then he'll be moving in with us in Arizona when he is fully trained at about a year and a half to two years old. Okay, fantastic. So Angel, you and I know each other from your interest and reaching out to me on social media. And yes. I, I got to meet you at a dog show earlier this year. Yes. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your dog experience? Yes. So my name is Angel. And so for the last five years, I've been training German Shepherds. And they are very high drive German Shepherds. <laughs> And <laughs> you yeah. have no idea how high drive they are. <laughs> and so we do a lot of sports. Um, we do dock diving. Um, we've done fast cat. We do some rally. We mostly stay within the AKC obedience type stuff. Um, but for the last four years, I've had some medical issues pop up. And so I've not really had a diagnosis for POTS yet, but it's on its way. And so I have a really rapid heart rate. So I'm hoping that Mr. Link that I got from you will be able to alert me when I have those episodes. Okay. Awesome. Um, and just because I think it's super cool, do you want to talk about the other animal that you have? Which ones? I have a lot. <laughs> oh, yes. I also, <laughs> I also breed Maine Coons. <laughs> and they are the absolute best cat in the cat world. Um, they're kind of like a poodle. They like to cuddle. Oh. And they don't meow. They chirp. And they're ginormous. <laughs> they are ginormous. They are very ginormous. <laughs> but they <laughs> have the sweetest personality that I've ever met in a cat breed. So, but um, I started breeding about four years ago and I love it. And you bathe the cats every week, right? Um, I used to, okay. but <laughs> I don't anymore just because of my health issues. Gotcha. So, yeah, they do it. I usually try to do it at least once a month. And so it just really depends on who's dirty and who's not and who needs it and who don't. Right. That's so. fair. Yeah. Yes. That's fair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, my kittens, like whenever I raise the kittens in my home and before they go home, now they will get the ba bath once a week. And um, I groom them and, and they get, you know, familiar with all the noises and home situations that they would need um, when they go to their new homes. And wow. I know we're a little bit off topic from service dogs, but I think this is kind of fascinating. So <laughs> how, how similar is it to what you do with Link? So it's actually pretty similar. Um, they're, yeah. They're, yeah, their coat texture is almost kind of the same, like that cottony, especially yeah. with his puppy coat. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they are very, very easily to mat and they usually mat like behind the ears, under their armpits and, you know, the places that move. So mm -hmm. you just have to groom them like they have to be brushed at least once a week or twice a week. And I tell everybody just do it every day and get in the habit of doing it because you fall off the rocker and you have a matted cat. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. And yes. their skin is also very, very thin. So if you accidentally clip them or cut them, then you're basically just slicing their skin open. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's just might as well just go ahead and just get them used to being brushed and save everybody all the hassle. Yeah. All the so, trauma that comes with yes. them. <laughs> yes. With a surprise because cat bath. <laughs> cats are not dogs. No. <laughs> but main parents do tolerate water pretty well. Like, I can lay them on their back in the sink, and they just lay there and just tolerate it. Wow. I can't even do that with my dog. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> my water dog is not much of a water dog when it comes to bath time. <laughs> That's really cool. Wow. So, Sydney, I'm dying to hear about your visit with Tank. (laughs) You just went to Florida to see him for the first time. So can you tell us a little bit about it? And also, you know, any of the things you were working on, even though it's pretty early, you know, did you start any kind of um, training? Yeah. So um, I got to meet Tank and he is by far one of the sweetest dogs I've ever met. Um, like the second I met him we picked him up and he just like put his arms around my neck and I was like this is the cutest dog I've ever met um and so I spent the week in Florida with Lauren Pardo uh and right now Tank's mostly working on like exposure training so (laughs) since he's a puppy he's just trying to get all the sights and sounds and since uh, my husband and I, we live a really active lifestyle, like at theme parks and traveling and restaurants. Um, Lauren is really making sure to bring him to all those places while he's still in that like socialization period. Yep. So we went to restaurants. Um, we went to Universal Studios. He, of course, gets pushed around in a little stroller because he hasn't gotten all of his shots done yet. Um, but he's amazing. Like we would go on these boat tours and he just sits there just looking around curious, but not at all like fearful or anything like that. Uh, we went to Disney world, um, and we went on the Skyliner, which is like these gondolas that go over all the resorts and he's just excited to be there. Um, it's just amazing to see it. Um, just so young. Wow. But um, most of his I, training right now is just getting him comfortable in all these different environments. I have to say, uh, of course, I bred Tank. Um, Tank never had a day of fear or worry. He basically <laughs> came out and he was like, bring it on. Bring on the world. <laughs> <laughs> Let me Lauren see. was sending me videos of him just like in front of a leaf blower. And he was just like <laughs> just looking at it, and I was like, "What yeah. puppy? What puppy's like? Okay, that's fine." <laughs> yeah, um, not mine. <laughs> he, he was really extraordinary from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, the that's first awesome to do everything. Yeah, yeah, um, and such a happy, happy attitude. Yeah, uh, all of the were really different, but Tank was, you know to me he always seemed like he would be a service dog Mm -hmm. i just Um, keep joking that like this dog is 13 weeks old or now he's 14 weeks i'm like why does he already have like the attitude of like a fully grown service dog he's already gotten like the pose of it down (laughs) he really is confident i follow both of you guys on instagram i'd be creeping um and (laughs) 
I did. Karen told me y'all's handles, and I'm like, I gotta find out what this is gonna turn out. Like, I, I need to know what happens. Yeah. Um, but I saw like the pictures and stuff of Tank at at Disney, and he he really looked like he was having the best time ever. <laughs> It's just funny because all the workers are like, we're like, oh, please pet him because that's part of like their socialization. We want him to not be fearful of anyone. So we try to get like tall, tall guys, short guys, women, like anyone just so that like he gets used to it. Um, and they're always like, "Oh, well, I'm allowed to pet him." Like, yeah, they, all, they oh, assume yeah. he's like a fully trained dog. Right. <laughs> like, wouldn't that be nice? Great. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right? Gosh, with all the characters and stuff too, I gotta imagine that's probably some pretty great exposure. Yeah, kind he's of already environmental met Pluto. training. <laughs> oh, Pluto was really so cute. cute. <laughs> yeah, Pluto ran up to him, and he was he was sniffing his nose, and he like licked his face. It was really cute. Oh, <laughs> oh that's so cute. Yeah. Aww. Oh my gosh, that's adorable. So, Angel, what kind of training are you doing with Link right now? So pretty much the same thing that she said, just socialization, um, just mm-hmm. get him out to let him hear sounds, smells, um, be around people. Um, we go to like the local pet store, uh, Lowe's is our big one, yep. and he rides in the buggies, and he could care less about anything around him, and he just sits oh. there like a little man <laughs> and oh. watches everything. Um, there was one day they had a stack of wood stacked up i love that picture i love that and, picture. <laughs> and so it was like a confidence thing it was very unstable it wasn't going to fall or anything but like when he moved it kind of wiggled with him and at first yeah. he was like very unsure but by the end of it he was pretty much running across of it to get to the food and to me Aww. so we just do little things that you know it's more confidence building reassurance yeah. to let him know it's okay um he is the baby so he goes with me when I pick the kids up in the afternoons and we sit in the car and he snuggles me the whole time and it's like for three hours that I'm sitting in the car (laughs) that's so cute and I was telling my husband I don't know what I'm gonna do when he's like 70 pounds because he's probably not gonna fit here so I may have to invest in a vehicle a bigger vehicle (laughs) (laughs) so we can snuggle (laughs) oh But he is definitely the sweetest puppy I've ever seen in my life. He was really a sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, is he still a little bit on the smaller side or has he gained uh, a ton of weight? Um, so he's grown a lot since I've picked him up. I can't remember right off the top of my head what his last weight was. Mm-hmm. I think he had gained like two or three pounds. Mm-hmm. But he's starting to pick it up. Yeah. So he's getting no. heavy. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what size these puppies are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so what kind of tasks will the puppies, how will they be trained to alert? Is it kind of like diabetes where they can smell something? Yeah. The scent, um, the, you ha- your body produces um, a scent in your um, glands. You can do like your mouth um the back of your knees your the creases of your arms and places like that and then um, you can actually like freeze the cotton balls mm-hmm. and soak them in like your sweat and i think you can freeze them up for like two weeks 
Mm-hmm. And you can just train them, you know, just let them smell it and reward and build up to that. And then eventually they should start alerting. That's okay. cool. Yeah. yeah. I always wondered how that worked because, I mean, I've, I follow other service dog teams on the internet too i had spend all my time on the internet apparently <laughs> um but i thought i i see that you know like oh they alerted here at walmart or wherever and i'm like how do they teach them to do that like i know poodles are smart and dogs are smart i know like you know there's a whole thing with like the fab four but i never quite understood like the method behind like this is what yeah. we're looking for but that's really cool so it's basically like with my german shepherds like we train them to track so you start with like the basics. So for them, we would make like a scent box on the mm-hmm. ground and put okay. food in it and then build them up from there. So it's basically the same with, you know, when you're training them for like um, your glucose or heart rate or anything like that, you just start at the basics and then build up from that. Cool. Okay. That's yeah. Okay. That makes way more sense. Cause I'm assuming and correct me if I'm over, if, if I'm wrong, but so are you taking samples uh, like on like a baseline when you feel good and then you take one when you're maybe having like a not so great time? You'll and do then it you... more when it's not so great, okay. when, when it's a higher. Um, you'll want them. So like for me, um, I would want my heart rate to be probably like 120. Okay. And so that's probably where I would start. And then um, obviously, you know, it can it goes higher than that. But I would want him to start alerting me when it's starts to get up to 120 so that way I know that I'm aware that it's rising and I can get to a safe place or sit down or something like that okay gotcha got it that makes okay I'm glad somebody explained that because I've always wanted to know thank you I appreciate it (laughs) will you be training them for other tasks too like mobility and things like that yes um so I once he is older we won't do mobility until he's at least two and make mm-hmm. sure that his growth plates are closed. But um, when you have pots, you're kind of unstable. So the mobility kind of plays hand in hand with that. Um, deep pressure therapy is another one. Um, so it will help. Like if he's laying across my lap, it will help the circulation go like the blood flow in my legs to get back up to my heart. So um, he'll do uh, deep pressure therapy um, and uh, we're going to do like if we're in a store and he needs to get me outside to like an exit or something um, that's a task that we'll learn eventually <laughs> and okay. so we can get out as quick as possible like if I need air or you know a get away get away from public because I also have anxiety and that plays a part with all the other symptoms <laughs> that I have I feel right. that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so it You know, all the things that normal people, I don't even know what normal people are anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But in my normal to see that um, we, you know, with the anxiety, I I try to keep my distance from people and stuff. And so with him, it kind of helps to build, you know, that distance from people, I guess Mm -hmm. you could say. Yeah. So. Yeah. The so Tank's gonna be trained in similar um tasks as I do have a similar condition to pots. <laughs> um but he'll be like mostly doing like fall response, fainting response. So um I know Lauren is gonna work with him to be able to do like deep pressure therapy, but also be able to like go under my legs to elevate them. 
Um, And then also retrievals are super important because I have difficulty bending down. Um, He'll be able to um, alert my husband. Like if I need help, he'll be able to get my husband. Um, Just all those things are kind of amazing that these dogs are able to do them. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's helpful for the day-to-day life too, for like you said, you know, it's our similar um, things. So that helps yeah like a little medical assistant that's cute yeah i mean yeah yeah. i'm excited for you guys that's awesome (laughs) that's that's gonna hopefully work out for you that's that's great that's really cool so so sydney i know you have a plan with lauren angel do you have an idea of how long it will take um so like she said earlier um a year and a half to two years okay uh, so it, you're on I mean, a similar time. Always training, yes. Right. Yeah. So um you so with me and Link, I'll probably do like his CGC and stuff like that for like a baseline since mm-hmm. I'm doing all of his training myself. Mm-hmm. And so once he passes like my expectations, then I can start, you know, saying that he's an actual service dog and not a service dog in training. But until those expectations are met he'll be a service dog in training. Right. Okay. So. That's pretty neat. Sydney, what are your plans? How soon will you see Tank again? So I'm hoping to see him again in, um, but if that doesn't happen, I'm hoping January. So I'm hoping to see him every two months or so, just so okay. I'm not a stranger. Um, yeah. But when he is at that like year and a half to two week mark, uh, two year mark, Lauren's going to come down to Arizona with him and spend about two weeks so he can get acclimated to our lifestyle, to our home, all of that. Um, So he'll be more into our lifestyle by the time that she heads back to Florida. Okay, cool. Sydney, I have a question, a follow-up question on that. So like in that two-week stay, I know I've never done like a board and train type of thing, but this sounds Mm kind of similar-ish to how that works. So she's staying there to kind of show you like how... um, tank works and how you work to tank kind of thing just to bridge the gap between the two of you yeah since like i'm not a dog trainer uh i'm gonna need training as well yeah (laughs) fair. she's gonna help (laughs) with that but also just to like we have cats um and right now uh tank is being raised about around cats but it's gonna be more of a thing like getting our cats acclimated to him and vice versa also like with our workplaces and places like that I frequent it'll be Mm -hmm. nice to have um for him to have a familiar face to kind of guide him through his new life yeah okay yeah I love that both of you have thought this out so far you know I I mean you have to you have to have a relatively long time frame for this kind of training it's not like a six-week CGC and you're done no no um i have been kind of sitting here amusing myself with the idea that i've been getting deep pressure therapy um from my dogs for years without knowing it (laughs) (laughs) so it was just a benefit it's the best villain in the world it is (laughs) you need who needs weighted blankets when you have a 50-pound hairball that loves you? Yes, back? I mean, exactly. It's, nice. it's warm. It's comfy. It's cute. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. 
Well, I really want to thank both of you for coming on. And I'm sorry we didn't also get Lauren this time. But we're hoping we can make this a regular thing so that we get updates pretty regularly about the progress of both of the dogs. I'm game. (laughs) Thank you guys so, so much. We know it's, I mean, between the time zones and everything, I'm actually glad I wasn't the only one that was three hours behind everybody else. So thank you, Sydney. I appreciate you. (laughs) It's almost always me that's like, wait, hang on. I I don't get off work till this time or hold on one second. But yes, thank you guys so, so much for joining. We we really do appreciate it. Yeah, it's really exciting to hear. Great. All right. Well, have a great night, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And remember, a poodle will change your life. If you'd like to get in touch with either me or Elise, or if you have questions you'd like answered during the podcast, email poodlepeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And if you have questions or want to be put on my wait list for puppies, please visit my website at scotchcornerstandardpoodles.com.